What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Um, I'm so tired. Um, Hi, everybody. Oh, hey, we're back. We're just we're now recording that opening for it's our Friday. episode. <laughs> it's Friday. Uh-huh. It's Friday. It's Friday. Okay, it's I'm Friday. I'm trying to convince myself. Yeah, let's go with it's Friday. It is Friday. I've been at my um, office today, Center for Ballet and the Arts, doing something which I love doing, which is organizing. I get mm. a real sick pleasure out of like putting papers in acetate sheets and then putting it in binders. Mm. How long did that take you today? It's not done. But I've been here for a few hours doing it. You've been here? What did you do this morning? I went to see the dress rehearsal of Verity's Requiem. Oh, right. We, yeah, we did learn, this. Yeah, we just did this. Yeah, you learned about it in the last episode. Yeah, we just did that, With didn't Anthony. we? Yeah, because We it's ran cool. into this other countertenor who's from Poland who came up to Anthony and he was like, oh, my fa- it's my favorite countertenor. And Anthony goes, oh, you're my favorite countertenor. And I was like, ooh, is this weird? And then what I would have lived for, they were both like, too hard for the listeners. Do you think? I don't know. I mean, there you go, listeners. There you got my you got um, my countertenor. You got my mezzo-soprano. I get of this, re- like, watching singers sing mm. gives me both, like, incredible kind of regretful nostalgia and anxiety and relief all at once. Regret that, I mean... That I don't do it anymore. And so, like, I don't really have, like, the muscles or the coordination to handle it if I wanted to. Hmm. And at the same time, I see, I can see the kind of struggle and fear that singers have because it's such a, it's like, it's delicate. so delicate. It's delicate. It's insane yeah. that, like, their instrument is, like, this tiny thing within their skull and neck. We have to call Anthony and see if we can get him on for yes, the next episode. If I was to say to you E flat, could you do it? No, I do not have perfect pitch. So you've um, only been through this in another episode. We have. Yeah. Did I literally do that? Did I say E flat? No, episode? but I said I think I think you basically were like, well, one time I was in a show and oh, I, I was I, I, I had to sing, sing a note. I, I, I like, had to okay. sing an F flat and I did from within my body. <laughs> well, we'll go back to the tape and see if it was an F flat. I think it might have been something else. Well, I don't know if I can anymore <laughs> because, like you, I have. I mean, my coordination of my voice. I see. I see. Is still somewhat adequate. No, I I had generally pretty good intonation. There was a boy at school, Nick Hay, who is Sarah Hay's brother, who had perfect pitch. So crazy. I know. Oh, and you have your friend Alan? Alan Brown. We have to have him on the podcast. We're going to. And what does he do now? We ran into him outside. He he's a teacher at at the at the Princess Grace School. (laughs) Can you imagine? (gasps) I wish there was a Princess Grace School. Well, there are a lot of Princess Grace things. You know, there's like Princess Grace Foundation. I know, but wouldn't it be cool if there was a Princess Grace School? And if you went there, where they teach elocution and how to make faces. Yes, and you'd also have to look really beautiful and wear like a certain kind of gown. Right. Ugh. They teach you like how to put on your uh, shape garments. You know, it just makes me. I just rewatched. Um, Jeremy hadn't seen Margot at the wedding, and I was like, oh. um, "Here's my favorite. After to die for, it's my favorite Margo. Nicole Kidman Margo? movie." Oh, the Margo one with, at the um, wedding with Nicole Kidman and, and Jennifer Jason Lee and Jack Jason Black. Lee. It's Margo at the Wedding. It's called Margo at the Wedding. That's a great movie. It is. It's for me. It's probably my favorite. Where's Jack Black? Uh, He's in L.A. Okay, he's okay. He's worked with Jibs. Remember? Right, but I'd like to see him in a movie. What a charmer! I know. See Bernie. What? Drew and I put this movie on one time when I was visiting her in The Hague, and it was like. 
It's when she lived in this attic apartment and she wanted to kill herself before having a baby. Hey, Drew. And so we were like, let's watch this movie, Bernie, with Jack Black. And I think like 20 minutes in, we both fell asleep and then both revived. And then by the end of the movie, we were both like, that was amazing. (laughs) So you got a nap in it. Yeah. And you got to watch the whole thing and you're like, that's good. It's a true story about this gay guy who is in this odd relationship with Shirley MacLaine, where he's kind of like her... Oh, yeah, I saw that it was on HBO. He becomes kind of her, like, her errand boy. And, like, her only... The only person in the world who really, like, cares about her and the only person she can rely on, because she's an evil woman, basically. Who does Jack Black play? He plays that guy, the gay guy. Wow. Yeah, and, and he ends up killing her. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Wow. It's really interesting. You, it's, really I feel interesting. like you just did to me what you did, what your mom, mom did, did when she called about Project telling you the other Project you Runway. Well, I want to watch it now. I know, but I'm, I'm going to watch it. He puts her in the freezer. Yeah. Well, it's a true story. What? Yeah. In New York? No, in the South. Oh. Yeah. And Shirley MacLaine plays the woman. Right. And Jack Black plays the most charming character. I love Shirley MacLaine. Did you ever read Out on a Limb? No. Okay, it's her autobiography about realizing she's psychic. Oh, please. Oh, I mean, honey. she's truly out of her mind. Honey, you've got to read it. You know well, what? That's why Warren Beatty can't deal with her. I mean, it's too hard. What? They're siblings. What? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Shirley MacLaine and Warren Beatty are Our siblings? Our brother and sister. What? I don't yeah. know who their parents are. Wait, so what are their real names, I wonder? I probably like Waldorf Gaplart flat. You know what I mean? It was always like that. This was like a real Jewish kind of moment. <laughs> They're not Jewish. Who knows? Warren Beatty. Hollywood just like gave everyone a nose job and made them change their name, and they were like, and touched them. You're Christian. Yeah. <laughs> or a Scientologist. Um, I love Shirley MacLaine. Um, Parker told me the story, but she did this movie with Shirley MacLaine based on. Um, Avon, the Avon woman, I, I think. Say AIDS. No. Um, is it? Was it Avon? Was that the movie Parker did with Shirley MacLaine, Jeremy? Well, what's it about? I don't remember. It's about. Makeup. It's about. I love a movie about. Makeup. I think it's about Avon, and it's called Hell on High Heels or something. Oh, that it was fun. a made-for-TV movie. Parker's. What is phenomenal she in? in it? She's a woman who takes over. It's based on a true story. Oh, she's prominent in this film. Oh, Parker is no joke, but she was saying about she how... She takes over from Shirley MacLaine. So she, it's about Shirley MacLaine. She, like, she, she pushes her out. She overrides her, right, right, yeah. Right, right, right. There's this amazing it's scene. It's like actually. in 13 going on 30. Anyway. I never saw that. Um, <laughs> did you... Mary Kay. It's about the Mary Kay. Mary Kay. And the, and the usurpation of, from this woman. But Am I right about Warren Beatty and Shirley MacLaine? Yeah. That's so I knew cool. it. I knew it. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie Brunson. That, that's so... Or, I knew it. Uh-huh. I knew it's the best story. Have we told that story on the podcast? You want me to tell it? Oh, it's the best. It's okay. it's literally one of my There's, all-time here, 10 favorite stories. Here, remember okay. stuff. I want to talk about... Um, well, the, we don't have much time. I want to talk about the talk with Isaac and James. I want to talk a little about Jillian Walsh, and I'm going to tell this story. Okay, well, you better speed the plow, girl. Okay. So when I was at PMB in the trainee program, our very first partnering class of like the school year, basically like September, we were having pata de and we all walked in and we had like some new students who were coming in, who were imports from School of American Ballet. And being an import from School of American Ballet generally means you didn't get a job in New York City Ballet for some reason or another. You're too tall, you're too whatever, or there was not enough spots. So they send you essentially to San Francisco, to PMB, to wherever. 
So these few people ended up at PMB, Carrie Brunson amongst them, who is a tall, very turned out, kind of glamorous looking ballerina. We come into class the first day and she's like, oh, Keon, another one of the SAB implants, I want to partner with you today. And this woman, Lindsay Dack, who was being groomed for the company was like, oh, no, 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 we don't, we don't choose our partners here. We're assigned them. We usually line up by height. And Carrie looked at her and she goes, we'll see about that. Yeah. And walked away. So then the teacher, Fleming Halby, came in, who's this Danish teacher. And without skipping a beat, Carrie Brunson from across the room goes, Mr. Halby, can we choose our own partners today? And Mr. Halby, who's just over everything, was just like, I don't care. He basically was like, sure. And Carrie Brunson across the room yet again, I knew it. Down to? <laughs> at Lindsay Deck. Yeah, it, it's, it's so specific that she looks all the way down the room at Lindsay Deck. It's like, I knew it. I don't I know if that. she even looked at her. I think she just said it into the space. I knew it. Oh, it's so I good. It. I knew it's so important. I've been saying it ever since you told me that story in 2008. Um, well, I've always been saying I knew it. But then when I knew especially where it came from, I <laughs> live. Okay, Isa McIsrahi and James Whiteside. So we got to go to, Jeremy and I got to go to the talk that was on. Um, I was rehearsing with Lloyd. Otherwise for it public been radio there. that was. Uh, a, James a, and Isaac. A conversation with James Whiteside and Isaac Mizrahi moderated. Did you get to meet Isaac Mizrahi? Of, I did. I got to go backstage and talk to him for a while before the show and after. And I oh. said, I've already stalked him on Instagram and chatted did with him. Did he know there. who you were? Well, I'd never. Yeah, because I said, I, you know, talked to you on Instagram, my mother's honey. He's uh-huh. like, oh, right. Right. So, like, we're connected through my mom and through Sam Wilson. Right. So we chatted, and he was very easy. And I said, I love your coat. And I was like, my mom's always begging me to bring back mouse suits from China, which, like, don't exist anymore because that was the shape of the coat. And so, anyways, we had, like, a lot of common yeah. topics. Yeah. And, um... He penciled in his eyebrows with James's makeup, and I assured him that they didn't look like Groucho Marx, and it just felt really natural. I just feel like he's yeah. my uncle, and I, I want to know him, and I want to like go to his house and have dinner. I'm sure it'll all happen, and he'll come on the show. I pray. Well, I did pray. you get his number? No, I'm not oh. crazy. Oh, I, you should have just. In been fact, like... I talked to him about podcasts. I didn't even tell him I have one. Wow, <laughs> you just—I guess maybe you'll meet him in ten years. I know. Well, he was talking about the housewife, so I told him to listen to Bitch Sesh, which is amazing. Bitch, bitch Sesh. That was hard. Well, honey, if you want to hang out with Isaac, you have to be like, I want to get a coffee with you. I knew if you had been there, that would have happened, but I just if, can't do that kind of stuff. Oh, he's a cabaret show at the Carlisle in January. We have to go. Yeah, and he's it doing looks Peter. Hilarious. And he's also reading Peter and the Wolf at the Guggenheim in December. Right. We'll get tickets from Duke. We'll go to that, and we'll go to the Carlisle. We'll just be around him. We'll get around him. Queen, you are around him now. You just have to be like, hey, you want to get a coffee? I told him I loved what he did for David for the Mark Morris piece, and then he showed me what it was originally supposed to be, which was so hysterical. The T-shirt that David wore, which ended up being just a pale gray, was supposed to be an I Love New York (gasps) T-shirt. Oh, my God. Isaac's a genius. Oh, I wish that's what it would have been. And he said, you know, Mark said he didn't want that, and in the end, Mark was probably right about it, which I agree with, but like... Phenomenal. I do I do in one way and in another way I'm like let's have fun I know, you know what I mean? Isaac just always wants to have fun and he said this incredible thing where people kept asking like why why did you choose to give up your couture business what like what was it that caused you to like be able to step away from it he was like mm. I didn't want to do it anymore right and he was basically just like I I knew I was irrelevant I was no longer one of the people out dancing till three in the morning I was in bed watching housewives or TCM and you know I wanted to you know the things that I wanted to make nobody wanted to wear anymore and the pressure to make things that people wanted to wear so they'd get bought didn't interest me so I didn't want to do it anymore and I was like yes I understand you and I love you and we're related 
Oh. And then afterwards, why weren't you like, I so related to that. I literally Let's went up to him and I said, tea. Isaac, I love you. And he goes, oh, well, I like you. And I, I was like, no, I understand that, but I actually love you. He was like, you do? And I was like, no, I do. And it was, it was fine. Wow. Like, you were able to go full Sagittarius up to a point, and then you were like, gotta go. I feel like your rising has got to be some real, what like... What do you mean? What, I think Sagittarian people like to push everyone away. No, a Sagittarius is also very, like, hey, they're a fire sign. So uh-huh. they're, like, you think of uh, a dog that is going to, that's, like, really, like, wants to cuddle and be, like, hi, and is also fickle. Like, I'm going over here now. Exactly. Like, I, I yeah, smell yeah, yeah, something yeah. else in the air. Yeah, I'm going forever. But, you know, you're a fire sign. But then I think your rising's got to be something that's a little more, like, shut down, like a Pisces or something. So you're mm-hmm. kind of like, no, oh, I don't want to ask for your number, even though I wish I could, you know? What am I going to do with Isaac's number? Um, have go get a lemon verbena tea somewhere. My God, That's true. well we already chatted. Life on is so fucking short. Which is basically your mode of communication now, Instagram. I do. I, I love chatting with people on Instagram and sending you know things from this and that. Um, Jillian Walsh's show. Jillian Walsh's you got to show, go. Was it I can't believe you went after, I went after showing. our showing. I was, I was exhausted. Dead. But you but know you the good it. thing about Jillian's show is the perfect opportunity to like kind of not be awake because. Hmm. When you walked into the space, it was like the most beautiful, even filling of haze I'd ever seen. So, like, imagine mm-hmm. they filled all... Don't imagine it. I mean, it actually happened. They filled St. Mark's Church with haze. Mm-hmm. And they, they pumped these sort of bright white lights from up in the balconies through the haze. Mm. So if you up were... Up or down? Down angle. Okay. Into the haze. So if you walked in, you almost... If the doors opened, you looked like you were looking state. at a white wall. Oh, beautiful. And so then you go in and you realize you're just, it's so much haze that you can only see about like eight feet. Mm. And then you basically just see light, like you see into the light. So like for me, where I was sitting, you could sit all around. I Mm. could see Maggie Cloud. She was nearest to me. And then I could see that there were two other performers, though they were obscured. And up in the balcony, I could see Mickey Mahar, but barely. So I didn't know he was there for like 30 minutes. Well, like the piece was about 35 minutes. So, um, but essentially it was just like a kind of ambient music score that Neil Medlin, I think, made with Jillian. It was kind of like cinematic, but spooky and quiet. And then this incredible light and fog. And then these five performers, I couldn't see Jillian because she was in the balcony above me. But Behind they, you? No, like literally I was, you know, you sit under the balconies. So oh, okay. The and you were left or right? Right. Okay. I, I was see. to the right. I see. So she was above me. I didn't see her, but they just moved slowly. They did um, very kind of formal movements. Mm-hmm. At one point, Maggie did this like very extreme arabesque for a while, which Alistair commented on in his review. But um, I mean, I have questions about it. I do think it was beautiful. I do think it was the kind of piece that would be have been better served as like an installation at a museum. Mm. Like the Hayes Room, you know, they need mm. to go in and whatever. I know Jillian plays with kind of like time and she plays with um, manipulating audiences, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that this felt manipulative, but mm-hmm. I was... I am interested in kind of the rigor of this piece because in truth... If you had the, the haze sorted out, as far as I can tell, you could basically sort out the movement in like a score by talking to your dancers for five minutes. Hmm. And maybe, maybe I talked to Kim Brandt about it afterwards and she was like, perhaps it was like a huge amount of rigor that got edited to this. And I was like, yeah, maybe they had residencies and stuff. It seems to be one of those things of what is the score between the things that you that are feel most noted 
Um, I have questions. Not for you. Well, we should have her on. We should. And we should have her on Absolutely. and talk to her about it. It was the most motionless haze I've ever seen. It was completely static. It was incredible. I don't know how it was done. There's not a lot of ventilation in dance space. I guess that must be it. It was really amazing. It was so dense. And much like that haze, I just farted. So it was silent and dense. And hopefully it won't ever come to you. Hopefully it's motionless, just like Jillian's haze. Oh, you mean just now? Yeah, Well, you haven't burped, so it had to be something. Do you smell it? well, on that note, <laughs> um, we're gonna we're, we're gonna end. Um, I'm gonna get out. Of, I'm gonna get out of center for ballet Today, and the farts. We're having Chase Brock on, who is the loveliest. It's so sweet. And Jack and I are not really very familiar with his work, so we're so excited to go see the 10th anniversary of his company later, which is happening soon. He gives you all the deets. He'll give you all the deets. And my on God, he was fascinating. So you're gonna get to hear a very long interview with him. We couldn't stop talking about moving to New York at 16 and deciding. She do it yourself. He really did it. I'm gonna do it my way. Um, well, all right. Have uh, in, in, enjoy the rest, and um, we love you. Bye. Guys, okay, here we are with Chase Brock. Hi, Chase. Hi, Chase. Hi. We're we're at we're and here's Reed. Hi. Hi. We all sound the same. Reed. Like, <laughs> I know. I'll all just go be... down. I'll do it. Um, I'll I'll be. No, um, don't. No, I won't. I, I won't. I won't do my my full mass pizza ordering voice. Mass um, mass. We are all at Gibney. I'm in a residency here, and while whilst in the hallway, we ran into Chase Brock, who's. Rehearsing here for this is your tenth anniversary season. This is our tenth anniversary season, which feels of the like the Chase Brock Experience. Experience. Was, was it called that from the beginning? It was called that from a, the beginning, in the sense that like we didn't have any name. We we started making stuff, started making mm-hmm. dances, didn't have any name to put on the listing, and they would be like, "What do you want me to write?" Just like Chase Brock, Chase Brock Company, Chase Brock People, mm-hmm. and my dancers. Every day, someone would like go and tell them a stupid name, like the Chase Brock Effect, Brock Dance. Oh. Brock Oh, a new please. American adventure. And one day it was oh. like the Chase Brock experience and it stuck and we kept writing it. It I like was it. so stupid. The Chase Brock experience. I really, I'm into it. It's, Before it's your... you were like, oh, I'm going to have a group and present like the Chase Brock show. Uh-huh. Were like you... I started making stuff being like, I need, I'm working in commercial theater and going right. crazy and I right. need to just like I... do a thing. So you were already busy. I was busy. Wait, and how did that, I mean, we'll get into like the enumerate things you've done for commercial theater, but... How did that begin? Where did you go to school? I moved to New York when I was 16, actually. To like, be you're a... just like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> she was in Brooklyn. <laughs> I just listened to the Barbara Streisand Alec Baldwin podcast last night, and she was on Broadway by 16, supposedly. I was on Broadway so by 16, but I am not like Barbara Streisand in any other what exciting show? ways. The Music Man. With Tyler. Yes, with Tyler. The so dancers were together. Incredible. Yes, Robbie Nicholson. Travis Wall, Tyler. Peck. Oh wow! It was an amazing. Where did you Where did you come from? I come from the mountains of North Carolina, wow. near Asheville. Have you guys been? It's to Asheville? very nice. I haven't been there, but everyone loves Asheville. I've never been. I don't know. Wait, where it's is Jenna's from? There, Jones from there. Where is ADF? Durham, mm. and that is in North the Carolina. North Carolina. Okay, well, I've been there. 
That's right. <laughs> that's right. You've been we've all been you've basically been tough. My geography outside of New York, LA, and Paris is a bit shaky. Oh. I've been to Boone. Is that nearby? <gasps> Boone is nearby. Okay. That's that was nearby. in the hills. You guys, this is so surreal right now. I'm Why? such because I'm obsessed with both of you. Obsessed. I've heard every word of every episode <laughs> of what's happening with dance and stuff. It's real torture. Every single up. No, it's not. It's actually. You know how there are things in life that bring you so much pleasure. It's about pair. Uh-huh. Yes, or a pudding, balancing, yes. right? Balancing, right. all of that. Right. I tuned in. That's that's us for you. Yes. How did you even know? Well, I know. I mean, I've known who you both were. I I don't. When did we? I don't know when I met you, I but I think you saw Rumble. I saw Ghost Rumble for Ghost. Some strange reason. No, which because I, don't I needed see that. to see Rumble Ghost because the world was like, we must have Rumble Ghost, and I went really? and I was obsessed. Do you with remember it. who told you? What was the end? No, I do, I'm an avid consumer. So like Susan Sontag is my hero Work. of like of like she was so hungry, uh-huh. right? Like she would go to the opera and then she would leave early if she didn't like it and go to a late movie that had already started just because she had oh, to have are it. Are you all. an Aries? I'm the same way. No, I'm I'm a Leo. Oh, a Leo. Okay, well, so I was. On brand with the fire sign. You're on brand with fire so sign. So I knew it had to be We're in the fire, fire not yeah. me, queen. You're not so a Leo. I'm air, air, <laughs> okay. air. No, no I'm an Aquarius. Okay. Makes sense. Makes yeah. Well, Scorpio rising, Aries moon. So at work, I'm a fire sign. I don't know what that means. It's so okay. you know more about it than I do. I'm a well, you know, <laughs> witchcraft. Um, oh my god! So, but I don't. Okay. So, some, so, so Susan Sontag yeah, so, eat it all. So that's my thing. It's like I want it high. I want it low. I want it everywhere. I'm interested uh-huh. in all of it. And so I just, you know those people who you don't know the moment when you became aware of them, mm-hmm. but then you're suddenly aware of them and then it feels like you've always known them. Yes. <laughs> I just was aware of both of you, like I knew who you were. And I saw Rumble Ghost and loved it so Thanks, much. Chase. Amazing. That's the show I most want to bring back at all of them. Please do. Well, I don't know how, but some, somehow, yeah, some artistic director. Oh, don't even, don't even start. <laughs> don't. He can be even. Ben Asriel's part. I will die. I love imagine? Ben Asriel. He's so beautiful. Ben is so, so beautiful. He's so beautiful. <laughs> and also Christian Coulson, who I know. Yeah, yeah. That's such a great, that's an amazing, but that piece was amazing. And then I think the next thing I saw was the Juilliard Senior Bow. Do you oh. remember? Wow. Yes, Larry invited <laughs> me to come see that because he asked me to do it the next year. Did you do it the next year? No, because oh. before we got to it, they like wrote me a lovely email and were like, though we were excited to do this with you, We've decided to do a Fosse piece instead. Oh, and I was like, Fosse piece. Wow. Bob Fosse died in 1986. That's what? Weird. That's, I know. That is I, very I was weird. I remember I, going. I read and I saw that. it. Read and I saw that. You Fosse did. Yeah. What was it? Was it amazing? Did he come back from the fine. grave and like uh, he made he something staged fabulous? It, for it was that. really it was on That's an very very current, O'Connor, <laughs> yeah. contemporary. Yeah. yeah, it was super extreme. <laughs> I I I do remember that 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 evening with you it was so it's always fun to go see anything with Reed it's really one of my favorite things in the world I'll have to tell you I'm not lying even listening to you recount stuff is so pleasurable which which brings me back to the pleasure of this podcast I tuned into this um, right after it's so funny the first episode I listened to I had just seen Sofia Coppola's the the beloved. The beloved. No. The beguiled. beguiled. Oh, wait, okay. I almost said the beloved. I did too. too. <laughs> well, we were both like, beh, the beguiled. Beh, beh. Uh-huh. And I had just seen Whipped Cream, oh which my God. I had strong you thoughts were on. In. You were I was like, in. I was in, and so that. then you guys, it was happening. It. And, and we I was said like, what things is this that you'd felt. Yes. Uh-huh. You said a lot of things that I felt, uh-huh. and other things. And it was just interesting the way you were talking about it. It was interesting the way you were engaging with each other about it. I think Russell was in that episode, maybe the Whipped Cream. He was in the Whipped Cream, the convers- Beguiled, and Beatrice. Oh, and oh, Beatrice, yeah, at, Beatrice dinner. Yeah. at Dinner, which is like my favorite movie of last year. I still haven't year. seen it. It is uh, devastating. Mm. Don't be by a big body of water after. 
after you see it, is basically <laughs> the what I'll have to say about oh, that. Oh, I saw Nightlight Bright Light as well, by the way. Oh, and you saw our duet, Nightlight yes. Bright Light, the Hello. Freddie Herco one. Amazing. Yeah. And I remember like writing you, at that point, at least we knew each other, to, that I was writing like, Jack Ferber, you amazing, crazy person. Like, that was so great. I remember just like, <laughs> I was like spewing about you. I love you. a fire sign. They're so good. You're both so good. And Chris, no, Christian, Garen is an Aries. Karen Scribner is Aries. No, I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> it's the dawning of the That was so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's like, it would be, it'd be like the same great. as if you were like, <laughs> it'd be like, where did I meet you? Um, Interlochen, we did. So weird. Um, anyhow, so you saw, so you saw, and then you were listening to the podcast, and then you were listening to the podcast, and then I saw you in the hall here at Gibney, and I was like, what are you up to? And you said 10th anniversary show's coming up, and I'm like, well, we better record a podcast oh, so we can do... And that was only a few do... days ago, and your hair was so much longer. <laughs> it was, it horrifying was? I was horrified that you ran into me. I was, You know that moment when you're in rehearsal, and it's like hour 12, and you've moved studios three times that day, and you're a mess. I was a mess that day, and so now... You looked I've great. Returned in my, you know. I mean, you do look fresher today. <laughs> I'll leave it to Reed to I be accept. completely Anything aesthetic honest. that you might offer. She's always, <laughs> Reed is always correct on it. I'm very, like, <laughs> I don't know. Is my hair okay right now? Is it, yes. like, an okay cut? I don't know. I mean, uh-huh. it depends what you want. I mean, but, you've definitely been moving in this direction for years. Uh-huh. But is, you know, because I saw the video of us with Lar, where I had all that stuff in the back right. that your mom is the so tail. upset about. She's upset about it. Well, video and I, I saw the photo yeah, in the we'll show you we have, on the Instagram a, today. We have a video with Lar where he's just, he kind of, he says this thing about choreographers that's so amazing, where he's like, if you don't have a stamp on something and your dancers are just making the work, you can call yourself a producer. Yes, I And it was that. really like, oh, was, work. To, it oh. was a real read. But in that, we have this video clip of it and my hair looks heinous. And so I chopped a lot of it off, but I did it myself. So, so we is both it just okay? had haircuts. I know, but I did mine myself. You know what, That's the thing impressive. that happens is that it's like from here to here. Mm-hmm. So from like your neck to the sort of there. What is this called? That bone? The, um, the cranium. My, I don't know that no, no, like no. The, tuberosity. It's the baby spot. It's no, like that the thing. soft spot. You know, the like sacroiliac tuberosity. Oh, no. I don't okay. know. Okay, uh huh. But this this hard spot back oh, here. Oh no, that's the sits bones. Uh huh. It looks um, <laughs> bad. No, no, no. It's like there's. It's not a. It's not an easy transition because your hair is very curly. Right. And then all it's of a sudden, curly. it's like straight, straight regular haircut underneath it. Uh huh. It's have, like a bowl cut. It's yeah, got, I'll I just go call see it a bowl somebody. cut. I mean, just look at you know, it's, it's got texture. It's, it's got, okay. Sure. It's got I detail. Love Chase. It's got Chase tendrils. Really it's got I'm just waiting for Jack to be comfortable with the gray and just let it oh, all go. She, yeah, Can read there be as gray? Gray? Oh, yes. yeah. Not my fully. dad was my it not. It's not so fully hot. gray. I mean, <laughs> 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 it's not. So weird. You can't. It's gray on the sides, and then and then I take care of it. But I do think... He, like, rubs coal on his Yeah, I just rub coal on my head in the morning. on a rock. Well, it's true. I just rub coal into my head in the morning. No, the color's a little... It's better than it was. But Reed said... Well, because I used to dye it straight black. Mm, For, like, a while, black. I was yeah, doing full black. Very and then Reed said to me last night, he was like, I can't wait till your hair is just a full head of gray hair with black eyebrows. You'll look just like Madonna. Yeah. And I laid Those on the, magic the ground and laughed so hard because that's not what Madonna looks no. like. No. But I thought that maybe it but is, but it is. Is if she yes. wasn't dyeing her hair, which is interesting. Well, she had her say. dark eyebrows phase. She yes, is she big, still in it. She eyebrows. I think she her eyebrows are always you know kind of dark. She's Italian, anyhow. 
off that back to back Chase Brock. <laughs> Chase Brock, how long have you been at Gibney rehearsing for this tenth the ten year anniversary? And how many pieces are you gonna do in these shows? So we're reviving I'll talk about your commercial work in a bit. No, let's I talk about questions, anything. but I want to talk about the your whole history work. Beyond. Let's I just do that. Oh yeah, wait first. a second, let's, let's go back. Wait, you were sixteen. No, 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 to New no. York. Finish the question. Okay. Yeah, just finish about I the show. I also got manic. Oh. I love it. This is like such an auditory experience with you two. So oh. it's a lot of stimulus right now because I'm listening the way I usually listen. And now and I'm you're, looking you're too. Seeing. It's but crazy. In it. It's you're amazing. To I'm look deep at my in face. it. I am looking at your face. Right? It's it's so your eyes fierce. are hypnotic. Thank you. For sure. <laughs> Keep going, Chase. So <laughs> I, we're, doing, we're, we're bringing back four pieces, mm-hmm. one of which the oldest one we performed on the opening night of our, of our company ever, which is really cool. It hasn't been seen in New York since 09. Do you still like it? I do like it. I would not bring it back, I think, if I... I wouldn't have been... Is it the picnic? Gimmicky. It's that, yeah. It's the picnic. It's the Laura Nero. It's to five songs from Laura Nero's first album, and it's very... I don't know if you've ever seen Paul Taylor's dance, A Field of Grass. Yes. When I was, um, like, 12 years old, probably, I saw... There was a PBS special. On video. The Wreckers Ball. Right. That was my first... The the Wrecking Ball. That's what what they called it, They called it the Wreckers Ball? It was, like, a collective of three people. It was, like, Honey Papers. Honey Papers. Company B. Field of Grass. Oh, God, I remember seeing that, You probably did. It would have been around the same... I remember hating Company B beyond. I didn't get it then, and now I get it. I remember hating Field of Grass. Field of Grass. Oh, no. (laughs) No, I hated it. Field of Grass spoke to me (laughs) so deeply that I've basically been just making that dance for my entire career over and over. for me. <laughs> no. There. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, and here's Yikes. conflict. I but. liked the kind of buttoned-up um, conservatism mm. of Company B and the more mm. austerity of Funny Papers. I but. hated Company BB. I remember having to watch Company B in my gram class, mm. and I was like, "Why are we watching this?" I also like the music for Company B. Ugh, I hate. Anyways, music. keep going. Anyhow, about cool. So you saw Field of, Field of Grass. Grass. So I saw that, and so I've basically been just remaking that work for the rest of my. You know, like <laughs> the first thing that you see, and you can't ever get away from it. Anyway, that that dance is the most like outward outward manifestation of that. Is it bell bottoms and headbands? no? It's like it's like summery, um, like sort of they're at a picnic dresses. and they start getting drunk. We have a promo video where we're out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, well, because it was in two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. Did you see? The, did you see it? No, Christian just saw it, oh, and then he told me about it. He came it. to the premiere of and American Sadness. And then that's Sadness. how I think oh, you we came into each other's orbits. Rumble Ghost. Oh, maybe Christian told that's me. That's why you came. But it's that's, not. Yeah, but okay. I knew you both. I had seen you also dance, and then your designs are exquisite how and everywhere. You outside of Jack's work. Outside of Jack's work. Lar. Lar. Yes. Where did you? Did you? Were you? I came. This is so kind. Lar. Lar let me come to a rehearsal in the studio, of. Coltrane's favorite things, mm-hmm. where he showed the painting that was going to be. I can't remember. Were you? Yeah, in, I was. I was, yes. at, I was yeah, yeah, Jack was there at New Forty Second Street. You yeah. sat there. We Jack were probably was there. sitting next to there each other. There was only like five people Jack there. Jack was with Will Shields, I think. I think that maybe I would have been some like some oh, Jamie big or buff someone, guy. Or I probably would have come with some buff Jenna, guy Jenna and like been wrapped in like black fabric, black sunglasses. So I don't know. I thought, yeah, I thought you were Nico Muley, but it was you actually. From that rehearsal afterwards and being humiliated. Are you serious? Because you were like, I'm not good. Yeah, I was doing something that I didn't love, and then uh-huh. I fixed it. Uh-huh. Well, and, and you were also dancing next to, like, um, I can't remember the name right now. He's so good. Oh, uh, short. everyone was so good. Chris, Chris oh, Bo, was in that one. Jojo. Jojo. Oh, oh my God, Jojo. Yeah. All They're all amazing. So, oh, it was beautiful. That just feels so good to me. That's great. Sneakers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was, I'll just tell a short story. When I, that was the first thing I ever made with Lar. It was like right when I joined the company. I, didn't I had know come that. from Shenway and 
he was like, oh, we're going to make dance and sneakers. And so I was coming in every day in my, like, Sauconies. Yes. I had no idea. Yes. I had never. No, you went, like, American style. It was crazy. And yes. I couldn't dance. I felt like my ankles were going to break every day. Mm. And you weren't organized I, yet. I was super, when you couldn't, super and, like, disorganized. Must have been weird. I also couldn't learn steps very quickly because I'd come from, You'd like, an improvisatory kind of thing. Yes. So I remember Lar pulled me aside after, like, a week, and he was like, are you, you seem to be struggling. And I was like, I, I am. He was oh. like, he's like, I feel like, a, I feel like you're a good dancer from your audition. But <laughs> it was basically oh, like, what's happening? Bless. And I was really like, it's going to get better. I just have to like adjust. And you, and did. you did. Yeah. I did. It took and time. You did. It's also beautiful it. that he like took a moment to kind of like privately pull you aside and just kind of check in. Just acknowledge that it was yeah. not great. It was bad. Yeah. Things that probably relieved some pressure on you and probably made you also horrified. It was a little embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reed can really get embarrassed about it. Oh, yeah. I could. I'm a blusher. So you came. I want to go back to okay. you getting here at 16. You came yes. from North Carolina. How'd you get up here? I saw. I had a it's subscription a to Backstage newspaper, which came to my mailbox in North Carolina. Were you going to Dolly Tinkle? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, not at that point. I, I, I started there. Were cool. you singing? I was singing, but I'm I. I'm like one of those people who straddles worlds where like I'm not a great singer and I am better as a director than I was ever as an actor. I was a great dancer in theater and a little bit, I was like a little bit more dance than theater but like not quite as much dance as like New York City Ballet. So I don't know, it's, it was a funny, it was but years of like where do I fit. And yeah. like competition So I was studying, it started with the competition dance stuff, and right. also there's an equity theater called Flat Rock Playhouse, which was a mile from my house. Mm-hmm. So I st- <clears throat> You were a child actor there. I started all of that, uh-huh. yeah. So that was happening. Uh-huh. So I relate to you with all of that. Right, right. child actress. Yes. And, and then... look at us now, we still look like child actors. <laughs> you are cherubic. Well, for so sure. are you. Why well, both you. are like, you know, small, like big heads book. We have like these big heads and these stick bodies. It's great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's really like, you know, forever 12. So then. That's funny. Yeah. Then I was. You're 12, I'm 13. Um, I, I accept. <laughs> and then, so you're both just like raisins. Right. <laughs> it's coming. Full it's okay. Coming. I'll be a prune. Uh-huh. Oh my god. We will sit there together. You'll I can't be wait. like a w- old willow. I think I'm tree. just gonna look kind of like a, like a, like a jelly, something transparent and kind of like could crumble. I also at any feel like you're gonna give me <laughs> full no mask. Like full Japanese no mask. Oh, I like think 80. I'm gonna start wearing foundation. No, I just think it's gonna get that kind of translucent, but also like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and paper, right? And Ooh. I'm gonna be giving like maybe a more sort of like katak demon mask, where it's like, are you gonna moving into references right, right now? Are, you, are we gonna plump up? Uh, no, no okay, point. Never, no, we are staying never. full bones and bags. I'll see how it goes. So <laughs> it'll happen. So then, okay, so you're doing all that, and then you get into backstage. Then there was the moment, yeah. So. So then it was ballet. Then it was ballet Spartanburg in a really great pre-professional, like six days a week, three o'clock to 10 o'clock, the whole thing. Um, And so like getting that technique together. Then in the back- Do you remember what kind of technique? Like more chiquette or more? Um, Essentially it was, my teacher was British. So she, and had been in like Rhode Island ballet and like a few things like that. So it was like, it was not chiquette. It was was Russian or, yeah. It was not, if it was not a Balanchine moment. It was being like, turned out to being ruined. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was not all, yeah. So, but I loved that stuff. And of course I was like, the black and white ballets, the black and white ballets. Well, sure, I mean, they are like- (laughs) Or tease, the turnover, but it was not, I was not not doing that so uh but it was an excellent foundation and mm-hmm. and then and frankly like i couldn't have come to new york to be on the broadway at 16 without that i right. mean i couldn't really dance until i went through that for about three years right for sure 
Um, so yeah, so then I saw, I had this backstage subscription and I saw that there was an audition for a production, a revival of The Music Man. Susan Stroman was doing it. So weird. Isn't this you funny? You just like saw an ad. I had just done it in community theater. I know, old days. in paper, uh -huh. in the yeah, mailbox. Yeah. Right, And how do you think Tyler found out, her agent? I think, I think <laughs> actually, I think it was like a dance convention where they put out the word to some of those like New York City Dance Alliance, I think, uh -huh. where the really like talented kind of technical kids were. Mm -hmm. And I think like a few of the kids who ended up in that heard about it that way. So where was your audition in New York? My audition was in New York. So I had just done it in community theater and I was like, oh, oh I've knew. already done the show. I know the show, it's in the bag. So I convinced my parents to buy a plane ticket for me. And just they were like, you. are you they sure they did not come? They were like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, 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 I got it. I'm gonna stay with kids I know from summer programs. <gasps> yes. yes, it sounds insane, but yeah. it happened. Full Leo. <laughs> full, that's the Leo. Full Leo. Yeah, when you're young, like you just, stuff. did you, but you had a plan. I had a plan, which you was knew I'm gonna who walk you into this audition. With. You yeah. weren't just lying to your parents. You were um, just like, I'm gonna show up, it'll be fine. There was a boy, there was like a boy from a summer program whose apartment I did stay in. And what summer program? Broadway Theater Project. Have you ever heard of How that? How old was the boy? It was Anne Rankin's summer program. He was like a year older than me. Oh, he was you like rich. No, oh no. God. In this current time, right. I did God. not suffer any <laughs> of those sorts of indignities. I was uh, worried. Okay. I was worried. He does, he does. He's well, cute. Yeah, well, also, anyhow, go on. So, I was thinking about myself at 16. Um, go on. I, I wish I had been at Interlochen or somewhere, right? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, nothing happened for me at Interlochen, really. Oh, Anyhow, that on. is a bummer. That is a waste of like boarding school. Oh, I truly wasted all of it. School. Keep going. Oh, okay. Come on. So, so you come in. I come in, I get take the cab from the airport directly that morning to the audition, and I it was at the old, do you remember the old new dance group on 47th Street? No. No. This was before new dance group was in the new place, which now it's not there anymore. Either. I don't so, even I'm know, so old. I don't even know what new dance, dance group, group is. I've never heard God. of it either. It's what became Danny Studios. Oh. That? That, was, yeah. that was the okay. new new dance group. Anyway, okay. the old new dance group. So the audition was there, and I had the little clipping, and I Danny. came, and I got out at the door, the cab let me out at the address, and I realized there were kids all the way around oh, the no, block. No, 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 and it no. went into Times Square. And I was like, fierce, I'm gonna book this. <laughs> I was like so excited about it. And so I got marched to the back of the line. Unbel amazingly, the person in front of me in line had been at a summer program also with me. And so immediately it was like oh, wow. chatty, it was fun. For the next six hours. Yes. You go to summer hours. programs like Stage Door or whatever that I went is. to Broadway Theater Project a bunch of times and I always would like audition for ABT and audition for like, you know, all of like Houston Ballet and mm -hmm. all that stuff. And I would usually get a scholarship because I was a boy, but I didn't, I was not qualified to like oh, be so at ABT. Oh, so you weren't going to like like musical theater, pro you well, were a real dancer. I would always, yes. However, I would always in the end pick the musical theater program. He it knew. was this like back and forth thing mm -hmm. where, and I actually wish that I had like come to, you know, there was a Joffrey summer, which would have been so fun. I totally wish I had done it, but no, I kept picking musical theater. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyhow, so you do the audition and then? I do the audition. So there's like, they cut off at 600 and I, I only made it by like 50 kids. Like it was like, you were 500 and like 58. Oh, they, they just cut didn't it want to see more kids. They were like, that's it for the day. They were wow. like, we can't do this I anymore. Know. Can you imagine that I think kids? Can you imagine having shown up and the line was too long and you just didn't yes. get in? And, and flying from North Carolina. I so did sad. Imagine that. Uh -huh. Like if you'd arrived like an hour later, bye. Oh, the story or, like, 
half dizzy. an hour later. And you had to have a parent sign. And so this girl who I knew from the summer program, had I was her like, parents yes, for I was you. like, will you sign for me? And she was like, sure. And then unfortunately, bless her, she was cut right away. And her mother was like, I will stay around the block at a coffee shop and like come back for you if you make it. Bless Isn't that her. incredibly kind? And you did make it. I you did. owe her they 10 hire, Wait, 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 wait. How did the, what was the structure and how, like, tell us about it. Yes. I love auditions. Oh my goodness. Was so, Susan Stroman there? She was there at the very end. She Why saw about there, 15 well, of us. How many kids are in this show? There was, There's in the, the end, Ron there was like Howard 10 of us. Part. Yes, Tiny Winthrop. Yep. And then who, who was? Who was, yeah, Travis Wall did that also, Aww. by the by. Um, so those are the two young kids. And then there's Tommy and Zanita, who are the, like, dancer, like, teen right, dancer right, features. Right. And then there's, like, four boys with Tommy and, like, four girls with Zanita. So they're, okay. so I was the Tommy understudy and the kind of, like, one of the boys buddies. Okay. Yeah. So, um, essentially, we... What song does Tommy sing? Nothing, thank the Lord. What or song? I would not have been oh. his understudy on Broadway. <laughs> he sings one line of the Wells Fargo wagon, I think. Okay. But he goes, oh, oh. Yeah, it's literally, that's the amount of what I could passably get away with. Yeah. Oh, oh, and everyone comes in. Wells Fargo wagon is a coming down the street. That's the one. That's all, that's all you need And then it goes, oh, please let it be for me. Oh. I was in The Music Man. The Music Man is an excellent <laughs> slight, slight diversion. The Music Man. What, nice what role as what? I know what they're doing. I'll do all the songs I know. Whatever the dance part Pick a little toggle. Pick a little toggle. Pick a little more. Here we go. Next. What's the one on the bridge? Uh, We're on the bridge. my someone. Good night. I, I guess oh. I know the whole show. You do know it all. It's so good. Think about this. Music man. Yes. yes. Think about this. Wow. One man read. wrote book, music, and lyrics, and it's an excellent book. That book stands up to anything it's like in the Jack American makes theater. You do it all. Yes. Do it all, Queen. You, Lin Manuel Miranda, and Meredith Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, okay. So, so the Susan Strowman's there. At, Strowman. Strowman was there. <laughs> so the structure the of the audition was: you came in and you did a ballet phrase uh-huh. fast with like how many other kids? Like twenty. 20. Anyway, <laughs> like twenty, what and kind of you did it in threes. With, you know, like with you turns. Hit. Like Tombe, Padre, Glissade, Jeté. Oh, yeah, God. like like triple Dead cold. Yeah, dead cold. Dead, dead cold. cold. Coming in off the street. You know, we were there at wow. nine a.m. Your kids. What didn't time care. Of year was so excited. Couldn't have cared. Mm, J- June. Okay, so fine. You're warm, warm out there. Yeah, actually, it's true. Just the sun. I liked our story though. It was like cold. Oh, it was so cold. I love. I love it. Be like, well, it was January fifteenth. I'll never forget it. <laughs> the drifts no. were high. There was pee and trash everywhere. <laughs> there was that. It was ninety nine, right? There was. Uh, and so we went and we did that, and they quickly were like. You stay, you stay, you stay. Mm-hmm. So I got to stay from that. Mm-hmm. Then we came back and we did a 76 trombones phrase. And all this is her associate at this point, like her associate's teaching it. We did a 76 trombones phrase and I felt like this is connecting, I'm clicking, this is this feels right, this is good. And you then- You were giving faces. I was giving faces. You Things were also were like so small. Like was tiny. at 16 you were like, oh. <laughs> Real. You're like, like I'm a, look, a kid. I'm a I kind kid of looked the same. Person. I kind of was the same. So yeah. It sort of was what you're looking at, pretty much. Same. Yeah. Same. I really at 16, it was like, that's that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's a ways to go. Yeah. You. Oh my God. Well, because I met Reed at Royce yeah. Porter. She oh was God, that God, like, like the like just if you went outside, grab some sticks, put them together with elastic, and put it <laughs> into a room with a bag oh, on it. That was Reed. Yeah. Yeah. It was really How amazing. Dear. Which is why when I saw her years later, I was like. To fuck, because he had all these muscles from like picking up girls and jumping yes. around. They're gone now. Ugh, well, well you're still living down for old age, Reed. 
back to sticks and bags. (laughs) No, there's no Um, sticks and bags here. um, So anyhow, so then Susan, she came in. Susan came in. Listen up, everybody. Yeah. So at the very end of the day, we waited. So they they cut it and cut it and cut it to about 15 kids. Oh my god, were you so excited? I was so excited. We were all kind of like, what's happening? Boys and girls, Mm -hmm. just 15. Yeah, it was small. Small, maybe, maybe 600. Yeah, 16. How many hours like later? Oh, full day, like six o'clock. It was like six o'clock. I mean, we and what time did you get there? Like 9 a.m. Uh huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. so it was full on. There was still a lot of waiting. You know, there were periods of waiting. You were still waiting. excited. You weren't tired. Oh, my God. No, I've been like, so I need excited. to go home. <laughs> yeah, Reed would have been like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you really would have. Oh, no. It was an exciting time. And she had just made contact. Contact had just it opened at Lincoln deal. Center. It was like an exciting moment. Wasn't it incredible, though, that they were able to make a musical? theater production of a movie with Jodie Foster about aliens. <laughs> that would have been absolutely incredible. No, you, you are the only person who could make that. Thank Please you. do. And I really, can you imagine if I, well that'd be a piece that we could you collaborate could on. I'm ready. Song, because the answer is yes. You, because I really feel like you could do full <laughs> imitation Susan Stroman. And then the oh, big, I know it. And it's in my body. You guys, the climactic ballad would be I'm good to go. Uh, yeah. Good to go. And it would go. just, Forever. and the I'm good to go. Blackout. And then they blind oh. the audience because that's uh. when she falls through the thing. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. She makes it into the future of space or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And all you have to use for that is just mylar and lights. There you go. Oh. Nailed it. I feel like we're doing this. Well, there you this go. This is happening. Just a collaboration was born. It's, it's going to be expensive. Well, sure. But that's what you get at Guggenheim. You get $40,000. I heard you talking. $300,000. I heard you talking. You kept being on the last two episodes being like, oh, I'm having to write this thing with my oh, like, yeah. work I was like, oh, he's applying to the Guggenheim. Can you imagine? I know it's the Guggenheim right now. Yes, because I, I just it. finished it. Oh, you did? No. I really felt like from what you were saying. See, this is what's funny. You sit at home and you think, I know all the stuff that they're talking about. Was it about, for theater or dance? Or both? Uh, it was, this one is for dance. It's okay. I'll apply for it. Okay. Was there theater this year too? Mm, I think maybe just dance this time. Okay, well, I'll do it next year because really what I was writing about was for theater. Mm, so Fascinating. I can't wait. You're going to get it. Oh, thanks, Chase. I, I don't it. think so, but mm-hmm. thank you. You but might not get it. I'm pretty, anyway, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough pretty, love I'm in this corner. Much, well, you never know. I'm, yeah, I you know, know that I'm the youngest one in, in the pool, so I feel a little like... Great. But they always mm-hmm. tell you you should begin get it. proposing yourself for these things like a few years before most people mm-hmm. get them as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Anyhow. You're down to 15. Down to 15. And we're waiting for Stroman. And I think she's in rehearsal like at Lincoln Center. And so we're mm-hmm. waiting for her to come in. And everyone's kind of like keeping warm and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And um, and she comes in and she watches with us do everything. I remember the black hat and the ponytail. The it was hat. like the full yeah. 2000 sort yeah, of yeah, like yeah. Yeah. center stage version of Stroman. A zip up fleece. All of that. All the vest. All of it was happening. <laughs> zip up fleece. Yes. Um, it was that texture. I can remember that oh, texture God. so well. And uh, she, you know, she came in and it was really thrilling. Because it felt like she was looking at us and seeing us and yeah. looking you know, the day had been edited to the point that she was able to just like really be present. And immediately I felt like this is vibing. And I, I was like, this is, I feel like this is happening. And um, one of the casting assistants, I, I had like a name tag that fell off and she kept like coming up to me and being encouraging as she was like putting it back on. And Susan Stroman loves your dancing. And it Work. just it just felt right. Like I thought, oh, this is going to happen. And they did hire three of us in the end. And after were you told a that bunch day? More co- no. We were told like, we, <sighs> we were told like, we're very interested, go home. Uh-huh. And then like, like the next day, um, I got a call that was like, "You're you're gonna, we're interested, but we're we're kind of on hold for a moment." Uh huh. Then about two months later, a call came that was like, "Can you come back for your callback next week?" And I was like, "Yep." And I got the plane ticket and got up there, did the callback. 
I then a few like another month went by and it kept feeling like oh we're wow. there like there's just 15 uh, of us God, and then so you would long. come to the callback right that was the open call and there'd be more than 15 and it would be now the cast of Footloose and the cast of Big and the cast of Crazy Few oh, it was like no. it was getting more and she had maybe done her first it wasn't that there were city ballet people in there but there were ballet people in her mix already um, so it was definitely like it was getting up and up but anyway, I think I came back three times in total, and the last time was this huge day at City Center. And they, for the singing, we had to just do like 16 bars, and they were like cycling us in and out, and there were like thousands of us in the hallway. <gasps> and we just kept coming in and doing it, and then like the next day, I flew home, and the next day I got a phone call that was like, you're getting an offer. For and sure. immediate oh. tears. Yes, And then you really also were exciting. like, I'm gonna have to figure out high school from Broadway. Here's what happened. I had already been like, I'm miserable in North Carolina, I'm being tortured for being a homosexual were you bullied? Yes, of course. Yeah. I feel like, is there any other way? Yeah, there yeah, is. Actually, there is. <laughs> Reed so. wasn't bullied. I, 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 yeah. And I know. I have other I have other queer friends who were not bullied. And I'm, it's a well, very, no, it's a very different experience. Well, it I'm creates really an a, anomaly, though. It creates a different kind of fight. Mm. And I think when you are... I mean, I was severely bullied, mm. and it really it can really push you into being like, I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to do it. Yes. And I've never been afraid in New York. As I've told people before, I moved here when I was 18 and I've never been afraid here. That's the same. I'll need you to be closer. Right? I want an overhead shot of this. I just want like an aerial we'll shot of this. We'll get, a we'll get a photo. I just wish end. they could see it. Look at I this saw, position. I've been watching the Amy Sedaris show, the new no, one. No, I haven't seen it yet. In the first episode, she has this amazing segment with Cole, where Cole mm. comes in and is this woman, oh, yeah, and they yeah. do this thing, and they're cooking, and then she's like, "Can you get a? Let's get a shot of that from behind or whatever." And the camera goes over their heads, and they both have bald spots. <laughs> amazing. It's really good. Amazing. Wait, we were talking about bullying. Oh, I'm um, reading the David Hallberg book. It's all about bullying. Yeah, and he, really? was, he was very bullied as well. Mm, so anyhow, so you were like, I'm miserable here. I've got to get out. Had to go. And so I had said to my parents after the like um, fall of my 10th grade year, like, let me be homeschooled. Let me be homeschooled. You know, like I begged to be homeschooled. Yes. Just because at that point it was like, that was my, it was sort of like, that was my little like on the way to like quitting school was like a homeschool for a minute. Mm -hmm. And so I did actually, they were like, okay, cool. And so after the fall semester of my sophomore year in high school, I was homeschooled for the last like part of that semester, which was ridiculous. That was like me sitting around like doing independent projects. Did you like, see friends? No, be, I mean, I saw friends. <laughs> I didn't have any friends. Um, no. It's like, I didn't come for friends, I came to win. You yes, know, that like, was how I, I was like, well, well, and how I saw that's it That's what was. happens when you've been horribly bullied. You're like, I guess it's just me against the music. Yes. Oh my God. It was really, it can really make that kind of personality. And then you've got to do a lot of therapy so you can have relationships later on in your life. Hmm. Um, and he, Jay's like, I don't believe in therapy. I'm no, just going to get what I, I want. I'm I just do kidding. believe in therapy. I know you do. Um, I know you do. But so, yeah, so basically I saw it as now I can do ballet from like three to 10 every day, but I can fit in that voice lesson and mm -hmm. I can fit in that like private tap lesson and all that stuff during the day. So that's more what I did. Then at the end of that, I had auditioned for Cirque du Soleil and I got <laughs> work. <laughs> I was like, one of the, you know, like yeah, the third queen. Like, like I want to be in this it. visual language. Wow. Had you had gymnastics as a child? Yes, yes. I Enough have. that you could do the tricks. No, I had done like full out, like, I couldn't, I could not do like 
I did go to a couple of meets and I was terrible at events where like you had to use your upper body. Mm -hmm. But like the floor, I was nailing it. Like that was happening. You could do a back handspring. Oh yeah, like back handspring, oh. back layout, back. Wow. None of that's impressive now. You know how like technique goes? Like now no, no one it cares is. about any of that. But in the I don't then, know people who can do that. <laughs> it's, can you still do a back handspring? I can. I, can. I don't, don't do know that I'm doing it right now, but I can. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I, I did do some contortion stuff that day. Like just what stuff I had worked out on my own and whatever. Anyway, and I got in that. And when you get in that, it's like you're in the bank of candidates. Now we might call you in two days, two weeks, two months, two years, or never. Mm -hmm. So I sort of went back to my life, but I was homeschooled. So I was like, ooh, I'm getting my passport and I might be in a Cirque du Soleil show. And then they <laughs> called and they wanted to cast me in a show called Kidam, which is actually a really poetic, interesting, adult, kind of beautiful show. But it was going on a two-year tour of Europe. And it was like literally a 24-month contract. Oh, and God. I was 15 years old and they didn't know this. They presumed I was 18. And so once we really got into like the logistics of it, they were like, wait, you're how old? Yeah, no, and no. there's no kids in that show, so it's not like there's a child guardian oh. or anything. There were like work rules in Germany alone, like you're not coming. Did you Can't get your, so then- Were you devastated? Yes. Yeah, because you needed to get out, and not, and then, and especially when you're in that, you're like, I just want to get out of America. Yes, and here's the story of like also being devastated. This is how life just keeps coming back around. So at the time, they were like, It's okay, you're gonna work with us at some point. Like we will. You're in our bank. You're in our family. We will do it. And then like after Music Man, my heart was not in dancing anymore at all. I was like, I know I'm gonna like make theater how and long, make dance. How long did you do music? Two years, the whole run. Two 16 years. to 18. Seven hundred and fifty your high school degree during that time. I got a GED in the process where. Cirque du Soleil was like, you might be going. I turned 16, I got the GED at the community college the next day. <laughs> and then I moved, in, so then I was ready wait, to move to New York. You, wait, at the community college? You just have college. to take a GED to, and they certify that you're like high school equivalent. Oh wait, mm -hmm. you can just take a test? Yeah. You can test out of so two years of high school and what? I proudly did. Listeners, just in case you're having kids and they're not feeling school and you're smart, you can have them at 14 take a test and then they don't have to do high school. Right, but it's colleges probably frown upon GEDs. Although Although, I'm in film school just at, um, in session, broken up sessions right now at New York Film Academy, and mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, I started thinking about like, ooh, would I want to like go to a sort of full-time film program? And I thought I could never get into college because I'm like a GED person. And I have to say that I went onto like NYU's website and they're, they're they, blast everywhere that like we are so non-standardized test mm. we are really open we want well, your life NYU experience also like we want your money <laughs> but if you want to like arts, get in the state don't... school or whatever right. yeah finish high school everybody <laughs> true you it's probably I mean? the better way i for disagree most i say absolutely get your ged <laughs> i wish i could have cut out of high school another two years early and like left no, there you had and fun just... your last year of high school that's true that's true that but sounds you like know, stories that i want to hear and it was really actually after that that where i met people for my acting career mm. that I'm going to put in quotes, mm. but anyhow, go on. Um, so, so you finished Music Man, you're like, I don't want to dance anymore, Wait, I want to be a maker, I'm 18. Can I just 18. ask about two years of the same thing every day? That was a deep moment when but I was also, like, I don't picture it in high school. I couldn't. Here's Even how I felt. Extreme. And this had been beaten into me by Anne Reinking, who was my mentor when I was a teenager. Are you still friends with her? Yeah, I am, I am, like, Do we would be friendly if we saw each other. I don't have her number. Mm. I don't have her number. She sort of retired. Her, her What's the most famous number you have in your phone? <laughs> oh, I don't know. You can say it. I'll, I'll say, I have, I'll say who my famous, who is famous number I have Yeah, you is. go first. Angelica Houston. 
Wow. That's really good. That's a good one. It's good. Yeah, That's thank exciting. you. Um, I worked with, I did a play on Broadway with, I don't know, Sebastian Stan and Maggie Grace, who are not famous like know, that, but they're young. Know those they're young. But Ellen Burstyn was in it oh, as well. That's famous. Oh, and she had her birthday when we were in tech. It was so lovely. So, wait, you were in the play with them? No, I choreographed a revival of Picnic. It was in just oh, Picnic. Right. right. Sam Gold directed. Who I love. Oh, I love genius. Sam Gold. Genius. Genius. I love him. Did you get to see his Hamlet? I did not. Oh, I didn't either. Me either with Isaac. Um, okay, so who? So you have Ellen Bernstein's yeah. phone? That would be your most famous person. Anna Gasteyer. Anna Gasteyer okay. is in my yeah, phone. Really yeah. She's a big supporter of my dance company, by the way. She hosted our gala one wow. year. How about that? That's How about amazing. that for being an amazing person? That's the really amazing. Yeah. I've never figured out how to do that part of like That's asking so people to help me. Or yeah. to post. I need to yeah. I need to figure it out. Let's have a coffee date and talk about it. I would love that. Reed, who's your most famous person in your phone? Mm. Well, I I don't uh, not very many. I mean I have all the famous it's dance just people. All the dance people. people. I have I all the famous dance people. Like I have Sarah and right. David and right. uh, Marcelo and everybody. Right. That's but so wonderful. I don't have any I have Parker because of you because she oh, like right. asks oh. to like make pants at my studio right, or whatever. Right, right. But I don't have I don't <laughs> have any much. famous people. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, okay, so you did this thing for two years, and we wanted to know how it was, and it was drilled into you by Anne Ranking to that to to respect the work, that the joy mm-hmm. is in the work, and she really like she when was I was thirteen. It, yes, and when I was thirteen, like that started that was basically imprinted in and so the whole time I was in Music Man like right after opening we did we did Rosie O'Donnell show we did the Tonys there's, we did all that fun God. stuff and I loved the rehearsal process she was making stuff you know it was my first time working like at that kind of level just in the room with like Tony winning artists and people at the top of their form and all of that so it was it was absolutely intoxicating but I recognized that I, once we were, Tony's were over, we were, opening night happened, we were just doing the show, I recognized pretty quickly that I loved being in rehearsal and I missed that. Mm-hmm. And, and you were also realizing that you wanted to be a maker. I was. And in fact, Susan Stroman had an SDC observer. Do you know what that is? The SDC is the choreographer and director union. Right. And they have a program for basically like people who are interested or like early career people to be kind of It's just a college thing generally. Yeah. And there was a person who is now a very dear friend of mine and she's a wonderful director and choreographer, Marlo Hunter. She was in the room as the observer. And I. she knows a story that I would watch her. We would be go, running through the show, full run throughs, and a part of my brain was like watching her watch Stroman do this and thinking, I wish I was sitting over there in the corner taking notes about the like construction of this and the like, you know, composition mm-hmm. of this whole thing, not standing in the middle of it on stage left 12. Mm-hmm. That said, it was exciting. And the whole time I was in it, what Anne Ranking had beaten into me was like, if you take the money, you have to respect the work. And so the entire time I was in it, there was not a moment that I was like, phoned in. no, I, I hope not. I where mean, I'm sure. You, where did you live on your own? Yeah, I had an apartment. Um, when you were 16. I did. But here, but, but think about this. So my alone, apartment. No roommate. Your days alone. were free, but your evenings were busy. We're busy. And if you, and I lived on 47th street, just behind the palace theater, like the mm-hmm. next door over from mm-hmm. the stage door. And then. We rehearsed at Radio City, which was on whatever that is, 49th Street, and our theater was the Neil Simon on 52nd Street. So, like, I kind of lived in like an right. eight-block radius of Midtown. I mean, my brother and I were like walking home from school when I was like eight years old. Right. Oh my God, that to me is insane. In the 80s, 
In so, the yeah. Mm. Like, so, right when some kid in my neighborhood got abducted. No. <laughs> gone forever, actually. Oh, no. Like, I listen to all those that. podcasts about that stuff now. He's not alive. When I'm not with them. No. No, no so didn't they sorry. think that they I mean, found I don't know. The, and, under that deli? My Anyhow. brother and I survived. Thank God. We're yeah. glad you did. So, what would you do during your days at 1618? Well, I'll tell you this. I didn't drink until I was... 21 and I didn't like You're I never had a fake idea I never went out I didn't do anything like that I was like I am here to conquer you take class yes but more than that I would rent studio space and go into those rooms this and create so dances and I would wow. use like Tyler and the dancers from from that show my friends wow. drag them in there on a Monday make up a dance in like four hours film it you know I bought a video camera when it was bigger and film it from when you were 16 to 18 yes. you were doing this. and That's then amazing. when we got our closing notice we got a closing notice because um, September 11th happened and so we ha unlike shows that sort of just like you find out on Tuesday you're closing on Sunday they the producers kind of sat us down about a week after that and said we're gonna close December 31st we cannot make it through this period and everything and so we had this like long lead time we had like three months so I immediately called and in fact it's so weird that we're sitting in here doing this rented space here at 890 Broadway because this was Michael Bennett's building and I was like I need to be in the building Michael Bennett bought where he you know had all of his you know dream girls was created right. here Anyway, and produce a showcase. And so I produced a showcase the month after the show closed with those dances I had collected in the two years. Oh, wow. Um, and I got my first agents for choreography that way. And Stroman came and Lincoln Center came. It was in, basically anyone I knew, <laughs> I just like begged them all to come. And, and it was really This the is not off. a real life story, everybody. This is. Um, <laughs> no, it's what happened. It's exceptional. I Thank will you so say much. it's exceptional. Well, it's exceptional in terms of its drive for because at 18 I was an actor and I had an agent and I was acting but I wasn't exceptional I didn't have well no actually I think being yes. a, deciding to be a maker at that age I knew I wanted to be but mm. I couldn't fathom how to do it mm. and you were like I am just gonna do it and then you but there's something so cool it. about going through like the process like what you're talking about where it's sort of like a longer gestation I mean not mm. you're, you're very young so it's not like it was long but just but make, finding your way to that is interesting because then you have all this other stuff inside whereas like there's another way to do it which is like I just put it out there over and over and over for so long and like kind of what craft I have I kind of developed in public in a weird way do you know who mm. he's like who Anthony it's just like hyper yes. like from a young yes. man. You're like our friend Anthony, Anthony Roth Constanzo. Constanzo. What a yeah. fabulous Singer. name. He's I don't know him. incredible countertenor mm. who is a friend of ours who at like 16 did a Merchant Ivory film and then and then was like executive director of, who's that? Carol Armitage. Carol Armitage oh, at like yeah, 18, Oh, he's been just like <laughs> insanely ambitious. Wow. Like yeah. mm -hmm. Wow. Whereas when Jack and I were teenagers, we were like, what? I mean, but I was not. ambitious. You're both so amazing. I was. I uh, you weren't no. ambitious, but I was fully ambitious in that I knew I had to get a movie to get out of Dodge. And that's how I got it. But that's, that's like I share that so much. That's how I mm, felt about Broadway. I was like, this mm, is my ticket out. I have yeah. to be in it. I, was to go. Like, I have to get money and I have to get a movie and I have to be on my own. Yes. So don't you feel like when I listen to your to your podcast and now I was like sitting here talking to you, like, don't you feel like it's so cool in a way, like all the struggles that we have and all the like drama of all of it that we're in the midst of this sort of like community of people who are all 
doing interesting stuff like your friend and all that. I just think it's so. Who's my friend? Oh, Anthony. Anthony. Oh, that we're just like your friend. Your friend. I your friends. Like which friend of Reed's? Which one is it? Could it be? It could be any. It, it, it really could be, be. anyone. Like, I mean, isn't that I sort of fabulous. Feel, well, what's interesting in terms? I mean, we've been in such. We've been in a long journey about your about the, when you were young, <laughs> from sixteen to eighteen, and we're gonna have to like we gotta speed it up. Get through the you know up to now, but I think these kind of formations that we made at that age to now is wild. Mm. When I look back, mm. it's really like, that's mm. that's really something. And I'm curious, it's very different now. Like now I feel like there's Instagram, like it's a different way of getting to the mm -hmm. uh, success story or notoriety. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. It changed, it changed. I do, mm. I do love something about the generation Y which is like mm -hmm. this really parentless generation that's like, I have to do this myself. Yes. Post-Generation X, this, you know. And then now we have Generation Z, the millennials. It's amazing. Millennials. That, it's amazing to me anyways, that like at that age that you could hone in on something so, so strongly and mm. just be like, I'm gonna make this thing. Mm -hmm. I just can't imagine. I just was just like doing sort of what I was told and just like, you know, drifting from this to that. Mm. I envy that though. That sounds like blissful. <laughs> that sounds so lovely. And that you've mm. done all you've, I mean, the fact that you've accomplished and as a designer and as a dancer. Well, then I as mean, the, but when you decided God. to be a designer, that was a very different thing. Actually, mm. that's when I feel that your level of what do I want kicked in mm. a little more. Yeah, but mm. I think even in that situation, it was like, it wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, when I graduate, I'm going to blank. See, I had no you idea. had to be bullied mm. in your adult life, is what ended up happening. Yeah, just happened to be bullied. <laughs> you have to be bullied in order to, in order to get in order to get all of those projections of what do people want me to be. I remember, gone. I think that's why like, I didn't last in ballet companies for so long, because it was shocking to me that people could behave that way. Uh -huh. Like, yeah. when I would get reprimanded in rehearsals, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Oh, yeah, really kind of like, ones of being like, what? Bye. I'd be like, I'll just leave. Aren't we grown ups? I'd be like, this oh, is crazy. No. Nope. I no had girl. a rebel streak though, and I would speak out. I mean, I don't know if you were able to like speak out in that context, but I like, would, unfortunately. Me too. Good. So yeah. I studied Good. composition with Pearl Lang in uh -huh. high school, right? <laughs> which is another connection I feel like in your soul. God. And I, I loved her, like in the sense that like I loved like. I loved being in the perfume of Martha and I loved mm. being in like, like Pearl Lang was the closest I could get to Martha. That's correct. And it felt like, I don't know, I love composition so much that for me being just in, cause I hadn't gone to college or something and mm. had like a composition class. Mm. So it was so delicious to just mm. be in the like stew mm. of that all the time. But she, you know, was so um, crotchety at that point in her life. And really she kind of branded me really quickly because I think she knew that I had been working like in the commercial world and in the dance world mm. uh, or in the Broadway world and stuff. And she, I remember would say things to me like, you've got to learn how to dance. I mean, how, this choreography you're doing, it's like, it's fine, but you don't know anything about dance. So how would you, you know, and I was like so down to just take it. Like I was like, yes. Do you like, know that Martha slapped Pearl and Ursula <laughs> later on in their, in their no! life? No! Yeah. yeah, she was. Did Laura tell us that? No. Oh, no. Peter? Peter, Peter Sparling told us the story, which unfortunately oh, yeah. we weren't recording at that time, of Pearl was on the floor just being like, I don't know, I can't do that thing or whatever. And she was sort of like having a moment. And Martha was like, you know, old. It's like she's like 80, and she mm -hmm. got out of her chair and she walked over and she took Pearl's face and then just slapped her real hard. And she goes, "Pearl, 
stop it. <laughs> and then Pearl said, thank you. Do you guys and ever do that to each other? Are you like, read, read, read it, it to me. Stop it. I don't slap Jack. You hit Slapping me once in the back of my head. No. Yes, you did. I deleted a photo off oh, of your camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I can't tolerate me that. And the back mm. of my head so hard. Another time he shook me really hard and said, you've got to stop it. I do remember that. I do remember you shaking. You've got to stop it. Oh, that's so good. I remember saying that like cliche line that Martha Graham would say to Louis Horst when he'd hit her and she'd go, thank you. And I literally remember looking at you and going, thank you. Anyhow. Sometimes you need it, I guess. So you started, when did you start making your commercial dance? Um, When did you get picked up and people were like, hey, choreograph this? Yeah, I, so the like, the like really quick bullet points of it and then Mm -hmm. you can can talk about whatever you're interested in ignore Mm -hmm. what you're not interested in is um, I, so I got the commercial agent and I started working in like cruise ships and industrials Mm -hmm. and like all Mm -hmm. the kind of stuff that you do in the beginning Mm -hmm. that is not artistically fulfilling and then I was like, my soul is dying, I must dance and so I rented a DNA the old like give me yep, downtown yep, yep. Um, rented that theater and decided to like put on a concert of my dances and that was which are coming years up ago. on the 10 year anniversary of coming up November. on the 10 years uh-huh. and because I had been in like working kind of in the Broadway world and as an assistant and stuff I knew enough people and I just invited everyone and I used it as kind of like a commercial in a way not that that was the aim but it was the three nights that I had my voice kind of on stage in New York. And so um, Matthew Bourne came actually and uh, said this very lovely thing about me. And it was a time when I couldn't get a grant, I couldn't get funding, I couldn't get press, I couldn't get a review, anything. Um, and he said this really generous thing, which, which is hyperbole, but he called me the most exciting choreographer of my generation, which was so kind. And he let us use that as kind of a testimonial. And Great. basically like, then I started inviting the directors in opera and theater who I was really into, and they, they came and saw the work, and because I was not like fitting into someone else's thing, they were able to see a bit of a voice on stage. Mm-hmm. And so I started getting invitations into theater in kind of more interesting ways. Mm-hmm. And opera, I did an opera with Bart Shear at the Salzburg Festival. Wow. Um, I did one of the encores shows, it was a Kurt Weill musical called Lost in the Stars. Um, and that was really like kind of my return to theater, where I sort of came from, and then I was in the dance world, and I came back. And then right after that, um, when I was 27, I got a phone call asking if I would come and join the team of Spider-Man. Right. Turn off the dark. You may have heard of it. Right. And she was after her. Yeah, sadly. Right. And the only thing about that offer that was tragic is I had been a Julie Taymor fan for like right. 15 years at that point. I had seen every opera, every movie, every theater piece she had done. And all I wanted was to like someday choreograph for Julie Taymor. And so it was a really weird moment in the universe where like the universe called and we're like, come choreograph Julie Taymor's show. Without her. But Julie Taymor can't be there anymore. Very weird. Did you work with Matt Wilkes? I sure did. He's a good friend of mine. Heather oh. Lang? Heather Lang, are you kidding? Amazing. I mean, yeah. Extraordinary. Heather Lang is a, is a real belief Genius. for us. The episode, uh-huh. hello, yeah. that episode, I just got the tea yeah. all day long yeah. listening to that episode. Yeah. But Heather Lang, Heather Lang is extraordinary, as yeah. you well know. Was Julie fired from that show? Um, or were they just like, please, Stop coming. I think they were like, stop coming and let us kind of like fix this, fix this the way that we think, you know, the producers had, I guess the producers ultimately had a responsibility to the, um, to the, to the investors to try to deliver the Spider-Man Broadway musical in the way that Marvel Comics fans would expect, in the way that, you know, U2 fans would expect they'd be hearing and, and the Julie Taymor. Had it already been in previews when you? In fact, yes. I joined in like, the third month of preview. This show previewed for six months. I remember that. It's not good. I remember it. So, it's not a good sign. <laughs> and then actually Heather Lang, 
we, we offered everyone, when the kind of new creative team, team came in, we offered everyone the chance to sort of leave if they felt that it was not the right vibe because we didn't hire them. Someone, mm-hmm. you know, another team did. And, and Heather Lang was someone who said, I think I gotta go. And she was like, I gotta go downtown and get my like experimental swoop on. Right. And of course it was like, go, and fly. She went to Beth. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. right after that. And, but the beauty is she then came back. And so I was making stuff. So the show was like half old, half new at the time that she left. And so I only got to use her a little bit. And of course she was extraordinary yeah, and I was just in heaven. And then she came back late in the run, like three years later, she came back briefly it for a vacation. It was long. It ran, it ran three years. That's a long time. Good job, Chase. Thank you so much. I'm, I am you proud of things that it did. <laughs> but I'm proud of the fact that it was the entry point for a lot of young boys who don't want to go to like princess musicals and stuff. It was like you did see eight, nine get year old hurt after you came in. There was a couple of injuries that happened after that point, but the yeah, ones that you sort of heard injured. about, you know, the crazy like biggest ones had happened by the time okay, that I joined. I will great. say though, just because I always have to like say it in public whenever we talk about this, is that you know, um, no one, no one was more upset about it than the people who worked in that building, and no crew worked right. harder, and no stage management team was more invested in the safety of the actors. You know, stuff happens in live theater. A lot of stuff happened on that one. Well, stuff there happened are a lot at the of same time, and they're they're but just a team. Difficult, but They're do you know difficult. an interesting thing? This is this is a really like misconception about it. None of the injuries that happened were actually related to aerial work. They were all related to um, like automated things moving, um, elevators uh, in the floor, oh, hydraulic yeah. stuff. Week. Right, Just but it's the stuff that. that you have on. You know, yeah. When when an elevator comes up to the deck, it crushes your leg. And so, Jesus yeah, it happened. It's just it's interesting. But people were like, they're dropping people from the sky, and it's no. like that actually wasn't what was happening, right. but. It seems logical, like man. It seems logical. Something, but I thought it was from an aerial thing. But who knows? Anyhow, so and then you've been choreographing. What's been the other thing that? What have been? What's been your favorite thing you've choreographed since then? That's not your own. I'm work? really proud of Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh yes, I saw that. Is that coming to Broadway? I I hope from from your lips. I hope Where that it is will it right now? to Broadway. So it's running right now in a German language production in uh, Munich. It opened uh-huh. on Friday night in Munich after seven months in Berlin. I saw that on your Insta that you were with your Disney family. Oh, love the Disney fam. I love uh-huh. my Disney fam. They're my favorite bosses ever. Uh-huh. Um, oh. And we have a Japanese company that's also exquisite and so soulful. And the Japanese production had a seven-month run in Tokyo and a two-month run in... I really want to go to Tokyo. Oh, my God. You're, it, it is calling no, to you. Like, I you are... It needs there. you. <laughs> oh, my. Tokyo is everything. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be opening there in Yokohama in the spring um, for, I think, a five-month run. And then it goes to Nagoya for eight months. So they do these... Unlike Broadway, they do these. They don't do open-ended runs. They do long sit-downs mm-hmm. in Europe and Asia in theater. Oh, that's nice. And Disney has partners all over the world, and so they've really like figured out that matrix and mm-hmm. how that works. Were you? Um, did were you even up for Frozen? Yes, I was in the conversation for Frozen, and I pitched myself every time anyone at Disney would listen yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was interesting as that sort of changeover kept happening because uh-huh. they there were sort of three Several three names that went appeared. Through. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah. So I I'm you know I'm rooting for them and it'll be interesting to see how mm-hmm. that how that has turned out. Right. I, hope, I hope great. It seems there, like reports out of Denver were good from Is the there time. another big project? Um, Do you, have you a don't project have to tell coming us? up that no one knows about that you can uh, tell no, us first. Don't do that. Oh. Jibs just did it. <laughs> Um, I have an opera coming back to the Met this season, which is fun. It's always nice to be at the Met. There's not a lot of dancing. I don't have, there's no choir ballet anymore. Uh, It's Gounod's Romeo and Juliet. Okay. So that's nice, the chorus. I have a hundred chorus in that. That's fine. Wow. 
you know, it's my really my dance company's tenth anniversary is kind of the big thing yeah. that's that's coming yeah. up, and that's where my my energy is kind of focused at the moment. Wow! Yeah. And You're how famous. many and how many dances no. are you showing on the tenth? We're doing four dances, and it's right, the right, world right. premiere of my thirtieth dance called Men I've Known. Work. <laughs> just boys, men. It's I've just known. men. Yeah, there's yeah. four four men. It sort of features the newest and the oldest members of the company. Which is kind How of cool. often do you get to work on your own work during all of having, yeah, it's and this last? This last few years, it's sort of evened out to be about six to ten weeks a year with my company. Great. And actually, I find that very satisfying. Yeah. There was that period where everyone was still in that like dance boom model where we were all working toward like the single choreographer modern dance company that can employ mm-hmm. people for thirty weeks a year and like. It just died. We it were did. building toward it in 09. My company started in 07. In 09, I feel like it died. And then we right. just like faked it for another like two years and right. then realized it's all going to be project-based. Right. We're all going to share people. And actually, I think the dialogue from that right. is interesting. And I think it dancers have more ways to stretch themselves. We get mm-hmm. to keep choosing who mm-hmm. who wants to come into our next thing. So, yeah, it's, I like the mix, actually. Mm-hmm. Do you still live on 47th Street? No, I live in Brooklyn Bridge Park, actually. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I've lived, married. In, I've lived in Brooklyn. Married, yes. Married? Yeah, my husband is what the... What a disappointment. <laughs> oh, oh, I accept. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my, my husband is the uh, music director and the conductor of, actually, Chris Wielden's production of Brickadoon this mm. week. Did you see it Last night, I did. Was it fun? I did think it was fun. I did think it was fun. Yeah, I that that the book of that that is a tough show. The score is exquisite. Lerner and Lowe are amazing, and I think that the that 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 book is a challenge. If you know that musical and you're trying to make it work in 2017, <laughs> um, I think that's a challenge. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I just it's know all like the people in it. Too, it's oh, yeah. the people are exquisite. I mean, the cast yeah. is exquisite, but it's, it's like, like all the ballet people. Yeah, it's hard. It's, that's a hard show. I don't know if that book really works anymore. Period. Mm. But how illustrious to have Christopher Wilde. If you could choreograph any musical, what would it be? Oh. I have I have actually five Just musicals one. I'm developing that are all new. Oh no no old ones. Do you want me to name like a revival? You're in the development of five new musicals. Yeah. When I say in the development, I mean like I'm pulling them on my back up a hill, like getting time are they and all support. For Broadway? And, I mean, in my head, they're all for Broadway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why aim for anything for Broadway? But but yeah. Is one of them the Leona Helmsley musical? No. Is there such a thing? I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, a friend of mine was was working on it, oh. which I was like, "That's amazing." Oh, LMK. Wow. Um, I'll tell you what I wouldn't want to do musical wise. I don't. I'm not interested in really contending with like people's other things that have been done in iconic ways. Like mm. I don't really want to. I don't like the you idea of rehashing anyone. Yeah. But the one thing that I will say, I would be very interested to direct and choreograph a new production of a chorus line that oh. takes that idea and actually contemporary. Be, yes, it. because I think the thing that is unfamiliar when you watch it now, it is a masterwork, but I think that when you see people auditioning in a theater and you're watching this whole process, it's like, we haven't auditioned in theaters in certainly Mm -hmm. 20 years. And I think it'd be very interesting to create like a sort of Ez Devlin set that kind of moves around and has a lot of compartments and feels almost filmic and has sort of like auditions in an audition studio and then like a rehearsal studio and dressing room scenes. I would love to direct a movie of it. They should do a movie of a chorus line. I guess they did. They should correct (laughs) 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 You're talking about a new one. In my mind, there wasn't even a movie movie of of a chorus line. That's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) But you were right. But you're right. (laughs) But you're right in the sense that we're now going back to those things that were, you know, Mm -hmm. were musicals, went to 
to movies were revived on stage and now are getting revived as movies. Like yeah. we're doing that now or the live TV musicals. Mm-hmm. And I think also that was Richard Attenborough, the director of Gandhi directed that. So I do think someone with a more sort of musical sensibility could probably mm-hmm. bring a lot to a film of a chorus line. I also, something else I've really appreciated about you is you're very political. Mm-hmm. You're very, you're uh, a very aware and I love all of that. And you're, did you work with the Rockettes? I am, so I choreographed Last Week Tonight with John Oliver for HBO, which is my chance to make pieces that are sort of political satire and frankly, political resistance Uh now. Um, I started doing it before, you know, Cheeto Hitler was around. Uh However, it's been so satisfying. We did one which was a cautionary tale to Cheeto Hitler from, uh, from Putin called A Man Like Putin. Uh, That was amazing. Uh, We did that uh, early this season. And then, um, yeah, we just did this one that was involved, who I like to call the Fallen Rockettes. Right. Or the, um, you know, the Renegade Rockettes, because they're the Rockettes who didn't do the inauguration. They don't go back to Radio City. They wouldn't work in that building again. And it was sort of a bit of a fuck you. How many of them are there? I had 10. Wow. And they're led by the fabulous Phoebe Pearl, who is like the one Rockette who was outspoken. And there were many others who were feeling it, you know. But of course, those women have to sort of uphold. Were they given an option? They were given an option. In, in the end, they were given an option. I'm not sure. Out. They could opt out of it. And not be fired. I, you know, they're rehired every season. So you tell me if like oh, opting out. You know, maybe they don't know when auditions come back in September. Right, 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 right. Be curious to know. I know it's really goes. good. We should figure out um, uh, a benefit concert. <sighs> yes, that's, that's save the rocket. That's <laughs> the, well. I wasn't thinking about the rocket. I was just uh, thinking on a big call fix, about anything America. That'd about be a big about, a, about some <sighs> some kind of because you know Heather Lang has the dance party. Yes, with um Al Blackstone. That's yes. so great. Yes, about. And um, it's just, uh, we just what are we have to do, keep you guys? going. Resist yeah, and make day, beautiful, thought-provoking, inspiring, cathartic work. So one of the pieces that I'm doing, I'm bringing back, it was commissioned by La Mama Moves in mm-hmm. 2014. It was only seen three times. Mm-hmm. We're doing 12 shows, so I'm really excited about getting it back. But it's a piece that is to songs of a group called the New Christie Minstrels, who are this 1960s 10-member um, folk vocal ensemble. If you've seen the movie... Um, Mighty Wind. Yes, the is new that? Main Street Singers, they're uh-huh. parodying them. <laughs> so that's like super white and buttoned up, but very. my version has like very few white people in it. It's really diverse, and it's, and it's like a kind of Williamsburg patriotism. It's this, I've like taken their songs and tried to reinvent that. There's this beautiful song that we use toward the end of the piece called My Name is Liberty. Um, and the lyric, which I can't recall accurately right now, um, is exquisite. But the most important but one. one. Of the, one of the lyrics is, my land is free and my love is everywhere. And I, I think like that message, and when we made that piece, it was such an Obama era piece. And Hi, now girl. it's been so weird. Oh, been so weird working on it again and I think like now it, it like isn't so necessary for us to Parker do. Parker was one of the Main Street singers in A Mighty Wind. She, she was. Yeah, oh, Parker, was in, I mean, Parker was in. Listen, when I was in Music Man on Broadway, I was, um, uh, when I was a teenager, Paul Benedict, who is not Guffman in the movie Waiting for Guffman, he's like the guy who arrives. Right, right, right. Who right. they think oh, is yeah, Guffman, yeah, right. but he is not. Yes. Yeah. He was Mayor Shin. Mm-hmm. And there was another, there was a girl in the, in the show named Ann Whitlow Brown, and she and I were obsessed with Parker Posey and obsessed, obsessed with waiting for Guffman as teenagers. And we begged, we, all that would happen is we would always talk to Paul about that movie and about her. And then she came to Broadway in an Elaine May play, um, Mike Nichols and Elaine May play called Taller Than a Dwarf. 
and she right. was in it. Right. And it was sort of like, it didn't really work, I don't think it's a play, but Paul Benedict surprised Anne and I with tickets to the show, lunch at Sardi's, and we got to meet her after and take pictures I'm with sure her. she was wonderful. I will never forget, she, she, she was like, let's do one like this, and it was before self, there were no selfies, but she was like, let's do one like this, and I remember, and we quoted this forever, at the end of it, she was like, bye kids, have fun in your show. <laughs> yeah. I just remember that's yeah. Have fun in your show. That's it was correct. so sweet. It was like we will. Oh, We've already done it five hundred times, and we're gonna keep having fun in have our fun show. Have fun in your show. Have fun in your show, kids. That's really, my sister. Closing. Oh. Yeah. That's nice. My sister from another mister. Um, you are such a love, oh, Chase Brock. Oh, person. Thank you so Thank much you for, for being me. This was so colorful. Your house and must be very colorful. Oh, what he's love wearing. I know he's the opposite of what I wear. He's wearing every color one could imagine. <laughs> and I'm wearing black. Um, Will tell you guys us, come to tea at my house tell, and see it? Yeah. We would love to. So oh my God, tell us, you. Um, uh, just tell us when your show is, because this is going to come out on the 24th. And oh, your fantastic. show opens. We will open three days later, November 27th. How did you do that On a now? Monday night. We're going to open. And we have two Monday nights. So if you're in the Broadway world or you're in a mm-hmm. show, you can come and see the show on Mondays. We have 12 shows, Monday through wow, Saturday at 8 o'clock. Oh, my God. I hope it's not too many. Is it 12. too many? I'm trying to get all the dates. Quiet read. Oh. 20, it's November 27th to December 9th. Uh-huh. 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Theater Row on From 42nd Mondays Street. till Saturdays. Mondays through Saturdays? 8 o'clock. Both weeks. Wow. 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 There you have it. And you can find out more about Chase at ChaseBrock.com. Are you a .com? ChaseBrock.com and ChaseBrockExperience.com. You can buy tickets right now. What's your Instagram? Insta Chase Brock. Right. There you go. (laughs) That took me a minute. I was like, Um, Um, Insta, yeah. It's the Insta Insta version of me. It's not me. I've been drawing for like five days straight, so my brain's not very verbal at the moment. So it all happened. It all happened. We're all going to go back to our rehearsals now. You're going back to your rehearsal, and Reed and I are also going to rehearse. I hope you guys have a wonderful rehearsal. I can't wait to see what you've done next. Thank you. Are you going to come on Saturday? I don't know. Am I invited? What's on Saturday? Showing on Saturday. I didn't know. What time? At 6 p.m. This oh will come out God. before, after, long after we've Can done the I showing. come? Are there tickets left? There's, no, no, tickets. there's no tickets. It's oh, just very, oh, it's a I'm very coming. informal showing. Are you showing. crazy? It's I'm very coming. Showing. I'm coming. Oh my gosh. Well, the excitement never stops on Selena's voicemail. What? Um, Was that from Batman? That's from Batman Returns. The excitement never stops on oh Selena Kyle's yes. voicemail. On that note, the we're piecing Batmans out. We're the Batmans. I, well, yeah. I really am. Oh, I saw the Joan Didion documentary too. So we'll talk about that another time. So we could go on and on and on. We really could. All right. This, I didn't know she was gonna do this so much. Oh, I did. Hand gestures. The snake story. She was like it's amazing. Oh, killing Joan? a snake is the same thing as I'm having a snake. Having a snake. But I mean, snakes appeared in my later work because they just—they were always on my mind. You had to avoid them. Do you have snakes? Hmm? Do you have snakes? I have no snakes. I, 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 I'm know? not a big fan of snakes. Well, what, what, how, how do you know up in the country? Uh, we, I just take a rake and kill them. Killing a snake is the same as having a snake. Oh, uh, yes, that's true. <laughs> Oh!